We are going to move on to our video. So we are going to move on to our video, but I want to just talk a little bit about how we're going to do this. And one of the things that involves is not wearing a kimono. So if we can stick the next little slide up, that picture. So it says explore. That's what we're here to do this morning. We're here to explore, and there's three words underneath there, and it says life, faith, and meaning. And you might have questions about any one of those things. It might be that actually you're coming to New Day, and you've just got questions about how life seems to be panning out for you. It might be that you're coming to New Day and you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm looking around at all of these people and they kind of, you know, they're excited in worship. They seem to actually believe this stuff. That's a question of faith. That's a question of, is this all real? This is what Dan was talking about in here this morning. Um, and I know this week, this is what we're going to be thinking about. So this is your place to explore faith, to ask those questions that have been burning, to kind of just be able to say to someone, maybe who is your youth leader, maybe someone who's not, to say, Do you know, I just don't seem to understand it the same way. Or I've got questions about this because this just doesn't seem to tie up in the way that I think about stuff. And the other one is meaning. And that is just thinking about actually the bigger stuff in life. In the big promo video that you watched last night, they were talking about all the decisions and questions that we have every single day. And all of those are either meaningless or meaningful. And I want you to think about that as we go through um, this week. So if we stick the next slide up, then we've got just a few little ground rules. Oh, that was the great watchy. Never mind. Next one. So while we're watching the videos, this is essentially how it's going to go. First thing, simple, simple request, watch the video. Second one, think about the questions. Third one, talk about the questions. And then fourth one, listen to other people while they talk about the questions. Okay, there is a whole load of you in this room. So it's going to be noisy. You're going to have to huddle in in your groups. Leaders, you're going to have to tell people how this is going to go down. So please do that for me. And then, essentially, we repeat from step one. There are three questions. And as we're doing those questions, some of my team are going to be coming around. We've got 20 laminated cards. If you get given one of those cards, because they just see you doing the right kind of things, listening to your leaders, talking about the questions, really listening when other people are talking about the questions, then they're going to give you one of those cards. And they are going to say 1 to 20. At the end of this morning, you're going to stand up with that card. I'm going to spin the wheel five times. If you're one of the winners, you go through to Saturday to win the wheelie wonderful prize. I know, it doesn't get any better each time I say it, does it? But that's what we're going to go for. So the guys on the video are from Canada. They've been all around the world to film these things. And today we're discussing and thinking about life. Is this it? So if we can roll the video, direct your eyes towards the screens. Have a good day. We're about to embark on the journey of a lifetime. And this adventure is going to take us all over the world as we hear stories and talk about ideas that you will never forget. Alpha is a series of sessions designed to engage us in a conversation about some of life's most important questions. This isn't going to be a lecture where we do all the talking. It's a conversation. Everyone will have a chance to ask questions and share their thoughts. We're so excited to go on this adventure with you. But before we go any further, I'm Jason, and this is Ben, and we want to welcome you to Alpha.
In every Alpha session, we're going to explore a different topic. We want to make you think about what you believe and help spark a conversation with the people around you. So in each episode, there'll be three short breaks for discussion. Yeah, we'll throw up a question, hear people from all over the world give an answer to it, and then give you a chance to discuss it together. And our questions are just a starting point. You can take the conversation anywhere you want. Some of them might take a little bit of thought, but others are just icebreaker questions. They're there to get the conversation going. Like for example, Ben, if you had 24 hours where you could do anything you wanted to, what would you do? Because uh, I've already got some ideas. Wait, could I bring friends? As many as you want. <laughs> we talking unlimited money? Oh yeah, unlimited funds. Unlimited funds. I don't think this is a good idea. It's a bad idea. Pick another one. Okay, new idea. I don't know. I'd play with a bunch of tigers. Okay, I'm just gonna spitball now. Okay. Thinking out of a helicopter. Yeah. In a snowmobile. Okay. Down a mountain. Yeah. Mm. Off a cliff. <laughs> Parachute. <laughs> Sticks the landing. Man. Blow some money on some clothes <laughs> and then travel. Travel. Skydive. Off top, skydive. Grabbing all my family, grabbing all my friends. I'm buying a big island. Just like rent out an island or something. I would be with a couple of buddies of mine in a yacht, be with some like some nice girls. I would, first of all, buy a PS4 Pro. Uh, go to Disney World. Bounce around to a couple of different like art museums. Well, I'm a fashion designer, so I probably, I'd probably want to do a show in like Copenhagen or something. And then go party with a bunch of really like popular fashion people. If we had 24 hours, unlimited eat. money, <laughs> we would just eat. Okay, so there's the question on the screen. What we'd like to do is to give you three minutes just to have a quick discussion in your groups. If there's people that you don't know, get to know them, get to know some names. You've got three minutes to have a chat about it. If you're not in a group, this is the time for you to get into a group. If you're a leader and you can see that there's some people around you who aren't in a group, then bring them into yours as well. In a bit, the countdown clock will come on and then we'll be ready for the next video, okay? So look out for the countdown clock. Life is busy. Tons of things happen in our lives every day. And in a 24-hour period, we ask ourselves so many different questions like, what should I eat? What should I wear? Or who should I hang out with? Sometimes we ask bigger questions like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Who will I marry? Or where will I live? But every once in a while, we ask ourselves those even bigger questions. Questions like, why am I here? What's my purpose? And is there more to life than this? The reality is, there aren't a lot of places we can go to explore life's biggest questions. So on Alpha, we want to create a space where we can talk about those kind of questions in a way that's open and honest. In each session, Jason and I will look at a different topic and we'll talk about it from a Christian perspective. Now, I know that just mentioning the word Christian may bring up a lot of questions and you may be thinking, am I going to be the only one here who doesn't believe all this stuff or who isn't a Christian? Yeah, and if that's you, then you're in the right place because Alpha is specifically designed for people who wouldn't necessarily call themselves Christians. I know for me growing up, I wasn't very interested in church or Christianity. I just thought the whole thing was boring. I imagined old people 
singing old songs, reading from old books, and drinking tea together. I just never really imagined myself as... I love tea. You just, oh, sorry, sorry, you just mentioned tea, and then it popped in my mind that I tried this new iced, sweetened green tea, a little bit of lemonade in there. That sounds delicious. It's so refreshing. And I, you did you what, get it here? Or where? I got it local. When I first really started thinking about Christianity, I wondered if the whole thing was even true. Like, are there any intelligent reasons to believe this stuff? And I guess also it just didn't seem to have any relevance in my life. I used to ask myself, like, how could a story about someone who lived 2,000 years ago on the other side of the world have anything to do with my life today? I heard someone say that in each one of our hearts, it's like we have a happiness bucket that we're constantly trying to fill. It can sound like this. If I just had uh, more money or nicer clothes or a new girlfriend, then I'd be happy. Yeah, or if I just got better grades or knew all the right people or had, like, the perfect job, then my life would be totally complete. But the weird thing is, no matter how much stuff we try to fill our happiness buckets with, we're still left wanting. And as good as those things can be, we can't shake the feeling that there must be more to life than this. It's like there's a void in each one of our hearts. There's this deeper, even spiritual hunger that we're all trying to satisfy. Jesus Christ, who's the central figure in the Christian faith, said this. He said, I am the bread of life. And it's as if he's saying, I'm the one who fills that void. I'm the one who satisfies that hunger. When I was young, the age of about 12, my mother had a major nervous breakdown and she was hospitalized for extended periods of time. My father also struggled with alcoholism. I had two brothers and we were basically left in many ways to raise ourselves. Those experiences marked me and going to bed at night, I remember through my tears saying, God, if you're there, I hate you. And I decided the childhood that I had was not going to be my life. At the age of 18, I committed to the idea of becoming a millionaire by the age of 30. So by the age of 35, the idea of being a millionaire had been achieved. I, I owned a company uh, with over 500 employees. I had a beautiful home, beautiful wife, two kids. I could go where I want, when I wanted. I had way more money than I ever hoped for, but I wasn't happy. And I realized that there's still a deep darkness inside of me, a, a void. So now I'm forced into this really profound, deep journey, like what's life all about? I have epilepsy, and for some reason, I started having seizures more frequently. We have a lady who worked for us at that time in our home. Uh, her name is Bonnie, and uh, she was a very sweet lady, um, a Christian lady. Bonnie saw me after having a seizure one day, and she called my wife and she said that God had told her to come pray for me. And I said, well, I know it's not going to do any good, but I, I like Bonnie. So she prayed for us. And for some reason, I cried through that process. Didn't know why I was crying, but Bonnie left and we thanked her for coming over. So the next day, I saw a friend, a neighbor, who went to the same church Bonnie does. And I asked my friend, I said, hey, are you going to church tomorrow? And he says, yeah. I said, well, do you mind if I come with you? He says, sure. He was quite happy to, to bring me. So the next morning, we're standing in church together. And as the worship music begins, for some reason I begin crying. And I'm doing everything in my power not to cry, but tears are running down my face. And in that moment, for the first time, God's love for me was so real. The reality that he loved me was nothing short of completely and totally mind-blowing. I worked hard and pursued wealth my whole adult life, trying to fill a profound emptiness inside of me, a darkness that I walked with every day only to discover that emptiness could only ever be filled by a relationship with the living God. Everyone experiences this longing in a different way. 
And some of us might not even feel that there is that deeper longing. Yeah, I met a guy called Mark who said, it's like God has filled a void in my heart that I didn't even know I had until after it was filled. It wasn't until he experienced a relation with God that he realized that it was the very thing his heart longed for. Because when you experience God's love, it changes everything. I heard it described in a song one time like, life goes from black and white to color all around. All is new. I could actually, I could play the, the song if, right. if you want. I mean, I got it on my phone. Yeah. Play This Is Living by Hillsong Young and Free. You, you, could you guys make it so they can hear it as well? You, you can't? They're going <laughs> to... Waking up knowing there's a reason. Coming home to see mom cook some nice, delicious African foods. I love food. Food, mostly. Gorditas. Eating. Oh, man. Marijuana. Women. Mainly music. Women that smoke marijuana. <laughs> My cat. <laughs> Her name's Gumbo. Being outdoors. Animals. Honestly, music. Time with family. Money. Music makes me happy. Animals. I guess you can't really like buy happiness, but you can buy things that make you happy, kind of. Shopping. Being with her. Coffee. Oh, um, other people laughing. <laughs> like, that's just fun, isn't it? <laughs> Especially like yeah, people yeah. that have ridiculous laughs. This is living now. Great, so we're going to have a chat about that question, but also part of Alpha, if you've ever been on an Alpha course, you'll know that part of Alpha is getting some food, and we don't want you guys to miss out on that, because this is an Alpha course. So my team are going to be bringing around you a, a chocolate bar each. I know. That's right. Don't say we don't love you. But they can only give it if you're talking about the question. So what makes you happy, apart from me giving you chocolate bars? Now, some people's response to Christianity might be, well, that's great for you to believe this stuff, but it's not for me. But if you think about it, it's not actually a logical position because if Christianity is true, then it's important to every one of us. And if it's not true, then it's not really great for me at all. The author C.S. Lewis put it like this, Christianity, if false, is of no importance. And if true, of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. C.S. Lewis was someone who had taken the time to examine the evidence, and he concluded that it's true. And he wasn't the only one either. In fact, many of the most influential scientists were Christians, like Newton, Kepler, Galileo, and Copernicus. And also some of the most respected scientists today, like Francis Collins, who was the director of the Human Genome Project, a project that mapped the entire human DNA. Well, in the home where I grew up, uh, faith was not something that was talked about very much. Uh, my father was a professor of drama, my mother a playwright. Uh, when I went to college and those discussions in the dorm late at night about religion uh, began to occur, I had no particular reason to attach value uh, to a faith system. It had never been something I was familiar with or had internalized at all. I ended up in, in the medical school curriculum sitting at the bedside of patients with diseases. And one afternoon, one of my patients, a wonderful elderly woman, much like a grandmother, uh, who had very bad heart disease, 
she had a particularly bad episode of chest pain uh, while I was with her. She got through it, and at the end of that, explained to me how her faith was the thing that helped her in that situation. And after she finished her own very personal description uh, of that faith, she turned to me, and I had been silent, and she looked at me quizzically, and she said, What do you believe, doctor? And ultimately, I had to admit to myself that her question had made me realize that I had arrived at an answer to the most important issue that we humans ever deal with. Is there a God? And I had arrived there without ever really looking at the evidence. And I was supposed to be a scientist. If there's one thing scientists claim they do is to arrive at conclusions based upon evidence. And I hadn't taken the trouble to do that. I thought Christ was as much myth as history, and I realized after reading more about it, this was a historical figure upon which we have a great deal of evidence for his existence and his teachings, and even his rising from the dead in a literal way. I realized for the first time that one can come to belief on a rational basis, a journey that I thought would result in strengthening my atheism, but to my surprise, resulted in my conversion. I've heard some people say that faith and science oppose each other. But actually, faith and science work together really well because they both answer different questions. They both offer explanations about the world that complement each other. Science looks at how things work and describes the laws of the universe. Faith helps make sense of questions like, why do we exist and what's the purpose of life? We'll let our friends Jazzy and Landry explain this a bit more. Okay, so I had this cake that I just finished baking and I want to give it to my friend, Landry. Now, if Landry was a scientist and examined the cake, he'd be able to tell you a lot about it, like what it was made of, how it was made, and maybe even when it was made. But he couldn't tell you everything. He couldn't tell you who made it, and more importantly, why it was made. Only the creator of the cake could do that. Only I can tell you I made that cake, and I can tell you why I made that cake. I made it for my friend Landry, because he loves cake. Thanks, Jazzy. And it's the same with this universe. Only the Creator can reveal who made this world and why it was made. And on Alpha, we're going to explore those questions of who and why. That's a, what, what, what would I ask God? How many other planets have intelligent life? <laughs> Probably, how'd you do it? How it all started. What eternity looks like. <laughs> How much wood could a woodchuck chuck it? Well, no, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Why is there so much war? Who are you? Would I be rich? <laughs> if we have free will, but you know what's going to happen, how does that work? Why did you make life so tough for some people? Where are you? That's probably what I would ask. What is the meaning of life? Is there something after now, this life here in the world? Is, is there something after that? Are you the only one, or are there any more of you out there? Why he created mosquitoes? Why? Why? I mean, why, really? Okay, right, so we're going to give you five minutes in your groups to just discuss this. You will notice we're kind of just easing you into it today. Um, there will be plenty of chances over the week to have some, like, much deeper questions and deeper discussions. Um, and so if you've still got questions at the end of today, then don't worry. Like, we will have time to discuss them more in depth over the course of the week. So you've got five minutes to discuss this question. Go.
most significant things that Jesus said was, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah, when Jesus said, I am the way, he's saying, I'm the way to a loving and lasting relationship with God. A relationship that fulfills that longing we all have to be loved and accepted. When Jesus says, I'm the truth, he's not just talking about head knowledge, like memorizing a list of facts about God. It's heart knowledge too. He's saying that truth is personal. You can know God personally. Yeah, it's the difference between knowing facts about someone and actually knowing them. Imagine for a moment that I didn't know Ben personally, but I started following him on social media. I'd find out pretty quick that he's surprisingly tall. He's an unusually good dancer. And he's average at sports. Well, well, you'd also find out he's handsome. He loves his grandma. He's a proud uncle and godfather. And right. And even if I looked at every single one of Ben's posts, that would just be head knowledge. And that's way different than the personal experience of being friends with Ben for the past 15 years. And what Jesus is saying is that it's possible for us to know God like that like we know a real friend. And understanding this, like realizing this about Christianity, changed everything for me. I used to think that Christianity had no relevance in my life, but now it's the opposite. Nothing has had a bigger impact on my life today than my relationship with God. Lastly, Jesus says, I am the life. Ultimately, he's saying that he is the only one who can truly give you full life. Not that it will all be easy, but that in him we find a life of meaning and fulfillment, a life without guilt or shame. Yeah, we all know those feelings of guilt. Sometimes it's false guilt. Like this one time when I thought I dented my brother's car, uh, but then wait, I found wait, I out later that it was... You, I thought you did dent his car. No, no. I, what I was saying, before you interrupted me, was right. that I thought I dented it, but then because right. I, I bumped the car. But then when I looked, it was, I talked, told my brother, I felt so bad, I told my brother Paul, right. and he's like, that scratch was there all along. <sighs> Anyways, whew. that was false guilt. But I also experience real feelings of guilt, like we all do, because I do things that are wrong. But the wonderful news is that God loves us in spite of that. God came in the person of his son Jesus to die for you and for me. And on the cross, he took all of our guilt, everything we've ever done wrong, said wrong, or thought wrong, and he died in our place in order that we could be forgiven. And when we receive that forgiveness, we experience life, and life in all its fullness, and that's exactly what Jesus wants for you and for me. Life in all its fullness. Life at its very best. I don't know what brought you out to Alpha today, but we want you to know that Alpha is a place where you can be yourself. No question is too complex or too simple. You can say what you really think and feel free to challenge everything. Today, Alpha is happening in cities all over the world, in over 60 languages and more than 150 countries. Millions of people are getting together with friends and exploring big questions about life, faith, and God. And we want to invite you to join us. If you live to be 70 years old, on average, this is how you're going to spend your life. You're going to spend 20 years and three months asleep, 10 years and five months watching TV, seven years and six months eating and drinking, five years and nine months in some form of transportation, 18 months waiting in line, and six months at red lights. It's alarming to think that some of us will spend more time sitting at red lights than we will talking about important issues of life and faith. You have approximately 570,000 hours left to live, and we want to invite you to spend less than 24 of them with us on Alpha.
Bro, what time's our flight at? Uh, six. That's five hours from now. What would we do for five hours? Great. So we just want to say thanks for coming this morning, but this is not it. Okay, so the whole point of Alpha is that you come and you explore these questions. You come and explore those things that the guys on the screen are talking about, but you also come with those things that I know are burning in your heart. And we just want to encourage you that this isn't it this morning. This is a full five-day thing, so it's on all the way through till Saturday. And I know they said it's about less than 24 hours. It's definitely less than that. Okay, so it's these five days. It's a slightly shortened version of what, we'd, what would a normal Alpha course look like. But we want to encourage you that this is the place to come back to because this morning won't necessarily have scratched where you are itching. And we would love you to have the opportunity to, to develop that a little bit further. If you were in the, uh, the 15 to 19s uh, in the big top, actually, Steph, was, he said something really powerful, I thought, and he was saying the meaning of life is a, is a who, not a what. And actually, what we're trying to do over this week is, is trying to introduce you to Jesus, and we're trying to be signposts to Jesus, not trying to do a little self-help thing or anything like that, but just trying to point you to him who's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And just like Dan was saying in 12s to 14s, it was actually for him coming to an alpha course that allowed him to kind of go, but what about this and what about that? And actually to doubt his own faith. And that's what we're here to do. It's not here to give the right answers. This is not the Sunday school where Jesus, God, and the Bible are all the correct things to say. Okay, we want you to be able to go, but I don't get this. And it might not be that the leaders in your group know the answer to that question. And that's okay. But actually just knowing that someone else has had that question, but still believes in Jesus might just be enough for you to go, yeah, do you know what? I can see how that would work. It's not that that's a deal breaker. So that's what we're here to do. What we're also here to do, though, is to keep you guys fed, watered, entertained. And one of the things that we want to do each day is encourage you to...